Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? Lucky, that's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory Podcast, the podcast where we engage in theology, church shenanigans, conference trips, and forest conspiracy theories. (laughs) Conspiracy (laughs) theories. This is the Reformatory Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Josh Loftus. And I am your resident deacon, Jack Berry, here in Tacoma. Try not so, to suffocate from the uh, from that smoke, man. Oh, dude, it's it's bad out there right now. Dude, really last bad. night was rough. Yeah, yeah. I woke up around three this morning, thinking like, like something was on fire, and I was right. It just wasn't anywhere close to me. The thankfully. whole state, yeah, it's literally it's on the fire. State. <laughs> there was literally there's literally three fires that are going on within a 25 mile radius of Tacoma right now. I know. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Crazy. Yeah, so. it's all over. It's all over the place. It's really well, bad. Yeah. Well, Josh. Yo. Happy National Ampersand Day. <laughs> oh, the Do you ampersand. know what an ampersand is? Yeah, it's the little the little sign, the little the thing little the uh, the, uh, the, the uh, fancy the fancy and sign. Yeah, the fancy and symbol that I mix up with the with the handicap sign every once in a while. <laughs> Oh I'm like, why, why is this handicapped? I feel this like the, amper- handicapped. the ampersand wants to be so elite. Like, I feel like every time I see an ampersand, it's like, ooh, on the ampersand. It's you like know? you're talking. And it's like, so <laughs> we were thinking of going to the bookshop and <laughs> yes. get some ice cream. <laughs> but even though National Ampersand. the only one? No. Oh, the, okay. the, the better one. Now, this yeah. should remind you of childhood. If it okay. doesn't. There's something wrong with your childhood. But wow, no, no pressure whatsoever. National Ants on a Log Day. Oh, yeah. Okay, celery, celery peanut butter, and raisins. Peanut eh? butter, raisins. I feel like my mom tried so hard to get me to like celery. And I remember peanut butter being on it. And I, she was unsuccessful. Like, I, unsuccessful. it's so delicious. I think I just, celery and peanut butter is a fantastic combination. But, dude, like, but, so it's like... This is 
like I've looked this up. Like you burn negative calories eating celery. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like it is. It does so, have some it nutrients. Is literally, in it. it does it have is, some nutrients in it. Is it is crunchy water is what it is and it tastes (laughs) it's horrible celery and then like if you don't string it all then you get the little celery strings like stuck in your teeth and it's just bro i can't i can't it sounds like celery like has uh, you've had a traumatic experience with i was scarred okay (laughs) i was scarred jack (laughs) you don't understand my pain don't pretend like you know i feel like somehow you can make like a joker reference out of that it's like yeah these strings you You know i got these strings out of my teeth (laughs) you want to know how i got these strings (laughs) but Oh, it did result in me loving, absolutely loving Jif peanut butter. So there you go. I mean, yeah. you know, 50%. <laughs> I'm halfway there. And that's a and that's a whole different other conversation we'll have oh, because yeah. is it Jif or GIF? Oh, good gracious. Uh, no, uh, we're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, we're not oh, talking okay. about that right okay, now. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> How about, dude, dude, we, you and I, you and I are about to embark upon yep. a journey, my friend. <laughs> It's like, this is our, this is our soldier. We are sojourners. We are about to get on a plane. We could get shot, which is a possibility. So I had that thought today and I've been trying to like repress it, (laughs) repress it down. Uh, We're going to the Doc and Devo conference, man, in Chicago. Yeah. Um, Chicago land. Chicago land. It's about an hour or so out of Chicago. It's not, it's not Chicago proper. It's Chicago land, which is like the suburbs outside Chicago, which. Yeah. Is not dangerous. Strangely like Eastern Washington to me. It really is. Yeah. Only more green. It's I feel like it's greener. It is. It's greener and there's a lot of brick. Yeah. Which I think is cool. I like brick, but for some reason that was something when last year when we went, uh a lot of brick. So if any listeners are heading to the Doc and Devo conference, uh look us up. We gonna be there. I've seen I've seen, okay, so this is what I've been talking about, and I've, okay. I've put this up on Facebook, and I've said, uh, is anybody else traveling as far as we are? Yeah, I saw that. So we yeah. are on the West Coast. We are literally within the greater Seattle area. Both of us are. Right. And I got one hit back that said, uh, we're traveling to Doc and Devo, but we're traveling from Idaho. It's like, all right, fine. Yeah. No. We got you no. beat. I'm talking about, like, if you're from we're L.A., yeah. Don't come, don't come to the conference. We're oh, trying to win oh. a prize here, people. That's right. That's right. We are trying to literally, win the literally I was I was looking up as the crow flies, how far is it from <laughs> LA to Chicago, from Seattle to Chicago? LA beats us by like within miles. And well, I'm like, see, if anybody comes from LA, you you bet to oh, get we are not gonna let them in. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Not up in here. <laughs> Not up in here. Well, and the thing is, because because of because of the Rona, right? There's going to be no yeah. no um, out of states travel. So we've already got that knocked off. So if we can, if we can, if if everyone from LA just decides to stay in LA, don't Man. don't come to the conference. Jack and I, we've got we've got a longest travel prize to win. So we better win something here. We're gonna win something here. <laughs> Well, Jack, I could go on tangents and tangents about California right now, but okay. (laughs) So yeah, let's, that's another, we'll save that for the peanut butter episode. Right. Um, So something we're not going to win any prize for Jack. Yeah. This this series, (laughs) this series, 
Yes, if, it, if anything, people, Christians of all uh, flavors and traditions will shoot us. Yeah. They'll yeah, tie us to the stake and shoot us. Yeah, they're going to shoot us in the legs and it's then burn us. Bro, you know what this is? This okay. is our series version of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. We're going oh, in yeah. some sort of Peruvian, I can't remember which Southern, uh, S- South American country they were in, and they just got shot up at the end. Yeah. Spoiler alert for those of you who wanted to watch Butch Cassidy in the Sundance can, but they all died. They all died. <laughs> <laughs> and they got surrounded yeah. by that South American army and just got yeah. lit up with lead. So, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty we, sure. In our case, in our case we're, we're traveling to like the Midwest and we're going to get surrounded <laughs> by a bunch of Reformed Baptists. <laughs> I don't know which is scarier. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about gender roles in the church. Um, mm-hmm. So we, I think we covered last week kind of the reason for this series, why we think it's important, especially in the year 2020, where we see the church today. Uh, the, lo- the local church has, I don't think, ever been more important than right now. Mm-hmm. Um, with as many people that are hurting and many people that have been quarantined and all the things going on in our society right now, I don't think there is anything more important that Christians can do than to plug into their local church. We prepped the landscape for some people. We did. We laid the foundation. To, co- to come to this episode where we That's will right. now be killed by yeah, the inhabitants we, of that landscape. <laughs> God. So um, before we hop into um, the egalitarian viewpoint of gender roles in the church versus the complementarian role, I think, and talking about how those two are different, I think it would be, I think it would behoove us, there's an ampersand word, I think it would behoove us to talk about how men and women are the same mm-hmm. um, and yeah. why I think, I think it's good to start at this point so that we can begin to discuss why the differences that men and women have are actually necessary and are, and actually should be celebrated because of how we're the same. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, I'm going to let you talk first because <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you uh, go I first. Sca- I'm I'll scared. just, I'll nut you off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I want to, you know what? I want to see how deep the well is. So I'm going to push you first and I'm going to count the seconds till I hear the thud. (laughs) I think, well, I think this, okay. So this not only applies to gender, but this does apply to people of all ethnicities, um, people who are of all ages, people who are disabled, not disabled. This applies to everything. I think when we talk about. If you are a Christian. Yes. (laughs) If you are a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Other world, if you're not a Christian, you're going to be swayed by, I think whatever wind blows uh, and you're going to be swayed by the spirit of the age. And we can talk about that later. But um, so I think it's important that we look at Genesis one and really come out of it saying um, he created them, you know, man and woman and it was good. So we see our creator, God, who's triune creating man and woman in his image mm-hmm. Uh, creating them and saying it's good that they're created in my image. And if we even go along the lines of like trying to imagine this a little bit better, what God's really doing in creation is he's kind of, I've, I've heard this uh, kind of reference before where he's kind of building this house or he's building 
uh, this temple of worship, which is the earth, and he wants his inhabitants in that to reflect his glory so they can glorify him in the earth. Yep. So, so that's, that's step one, right? And then we, we move into, okay, let's move it into the church, right? And move it into the context of the gospel that because we are created equal, we, we are all made in God's image. We are all equal in value, dignity, and worth, right? When we're talking about the roles of men and women in the church, I think what we, another way that we are the same is that the gospel Christ's sacrifice on the cross, his atoning work mm-hmm. gives us equal value, both mm-hmm. men and women. Yeah. Right. The same amount of blood was shed for women as what, as, as it was for men. Yeah. Right. The work is the same. Um, women are not of any lesser value in Christ than men. Uh, men are not of any lesser value than women because of Christ and, and his blood. So it's Christ that unifies and brings up to the same level. The gospel unifies us and makes our value of equal value because our value comes from Christ, right? It's yeah. not based on our merit. It's not based on our gender. It's not based on our talents. It's not based on anything that we have whatsoever. The value that we have, especially within the context of the church is found in Jesus Christ. And that doesn't change. Yeah, this isn't Pawn Stars where best yeah. offer I can give you is five dollars up in here. <laughs> best I can do. Best I can best do. Best I can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So no. no. And 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 because of that, we're gonna we're gonna move, we're gonna lean we're, we're leaning even more. Here we go. We're moving yeah. toward it. Yeah. Men and women have equal value and worth in the context of the church. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is that the work that men do in the church the roles that men have in the church, the work that women do in the church, and the roles that women have in the church are of equal value and worth to the Lord. Yeah. No one is worth more than the other. Yeah. And, and, and that's like, we, we need to start there. We, we have to start there because if there's this hierarchy, I mean, think of the consequences, right? If there's a hierarchy of worth in the church, you know, that was one of the huge problems of the Reformation <laughs> is that you had sure. this hierarchy of people in the church who were closer to God, who mean more to God, whose work was more important. And we all see the consequences of that, right? Yeah. And then on, on top of that, Luther was also talking about, he's like, you know, you don't need to be a priest in order to glorify God. Right. Like Luther was bringing it back. It's like, you could be a farmer and do all this stuff and still glorify God yeah. and still be doing God's will and stuff like that. And that was like, what? That yeah, like exactly was revolutionary to people because if you only have the bishops and the popes and the cardinals and all these other guys propped up as saying, you need to attain this level in order to glorify God. It's like, well, that's not biblical. Like, no. let's be honest about that. No. <laughs> there is no biblical founding for that kind of, of a stance in any kind of church, to be quite honest. So, right. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the reason we want to start here is because what, what ends up happening in these conversations when we begin to differentiate between the roles of men and women, mm-hmm. the topic of worth is always thrown in there. Yeah. Like, well, you think men are just worth more than women. Or, you know, we're reverse that. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. 
nothing of the sort. <laughs> yeah. We want to lay that foundation here. The worth of men and women are the same. Mm-hmm. So it's because of that truth, because we are united in Christ, because we are equal in Christ, it makes the differences that we have as men and women able to be celebrated mm-hmm. and actually encouraged and shown as a good thing because yeah. of how we, again, I'll tip my hand here a little bit, how we complement each other <laughs> yeah. in, in the context of the church, right? In the context of marriage, it's really a beautiful thing. And it's because of the value comes from Christ. Yeah. We're going to tackle um, egalitarianism first. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good definition that I found of egalitarianism, because it's a really, really big word. Um, it's a, you know, 50 cents theological term. Um, egalitarianism is the theological view that not only are people equal before God in their personhood, which is what we just talked about, yeah. but, but there are no gender-based limitations of what functions or roles each can fulfill in the home, the church, and in society. Um, I would possibly take society off there because, eh, but because we're talking specifically in, yeah. in, the, in, in the context of the local church. But basically, yeah. how that works out is the, you know, classically egalitarian, uh, the egalitarianism view would view men and women uh, and the functions and the roles that they have that there is zero distinction. Mm-hmm. So women can. Uh, be pre- uh, can be preachers, women can be elders and pastors within the church. Um, there is no distinction whatsoever biblically of the roles of men and women in marriage or roles of men and women in the church. They are the exact same across the board, no distinction, able to be swapped out for each other uh, whenever one wishes. We have, we have some problems with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I will take the plunge first and say that I think one of the main problems, probably the main problem I have with egalitarianism, and I say this with love and, and with grace, but it, it's, not, it's not a biblical view. Um, and I think it is a, I don't think that you can take the egalitarianism, the egalitarian standpoint without some what do you say some major biblical gymnastics or some biblical reaching right there sure reaching gymnastics the, uh, i'm not yeah. good at either yeah i think <laughs> i think yeah because this this is what i always hear usually from egalitarians right and i don't want to i don't want to try and you know try to gossip about them or trying to put them in a, a like a you should ostracize these people but it's like Usually what I hear from egalitarians that I know is they'll argue in a way in which, well, look at the narrative mm-hmm. of scripture and look at these women within the narrative. True. And that, that, and then that begs the question of equal footing within the church. And then it's, I mean, looking at the new Testament as well too, that starts to get even more interesting. I would say when we look at the text but they would say, look at women like Deborah in the Old Testament. Sure. Or sure. look at, um, you know, women in the New Testament, um, like Lydia, like, uh, you know, and she's only mentioned like once in the, right. in the text. But uh, Junia, yeah. look at all these women. Uh, they had equal footing in the church as far as the leadership goes. So right. we're going to let them in. So there's a, there's a, uh, there's somewhat of an assumption there. 
there yes yeah yeah there is there there's a lot of um <clears throat> what do you say there's a lot of reading between the lines mm-hmm. uh in scripture and there's a lot of assumptions that are made um and 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 ultimately it it goes against um uh, you know the qualifications that we have for elders slash pastors in scripture are laid out pretty clearly right titus yeah. uh, timothy qualifications are there um and if we're going to be good Christians and we're, and we, and we're going to, uh, we're, we want to, to run our churches well, we want to be involved in our churches well, we, we have to use scripture as our authority. It has mm-hmm. to be the template of that, that we view everything through. Yeah. And I think too, um, egalitarianism, it's kind of interesting too, because it's starting to, I don't, there's always these changing titles of what's going on within theology so like dispensationalism but like people didn't like agree completely with like dispensationalism so they said like well progressive dispensationalism let's just add the word progressive (laughs) to to, at the beginning of everything and it changes it all right i think there's i think there's uh i think there's a lot of different i think there is some progressive egalitarians maybe and there's i think there's some I don't know if you could call them progressive complementarians, but there's, I think there's people on all sides and like, you know, like Josh and I are going to say, like, there's a lot of nuance to this as well, too, depending upon your church. Um, I was, you know, we were talking briefly about this, but it's like some uh, churches may have a, a all elder pastor team. And yet they would say, it's okay if a woman preached in the pulpit on a Sunday. Right. Right. But they're not an elder. So we're not technically going around, but then we would say, I think you and I would both say, well, you're still kind of reaching at that point too. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Definitely. Because again, if we're going to look into the roles of men and women in the church, right. uh, The roles of leading the church spiritually have been given to men. The office of pastor and elder are reserved for men by scripture, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, not my rules, God's rules. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you have to ask yourself, okay, what, what is entailed in that specific role? Um, the exposition of God's word, that is one of the main ways that the church is led spiritually mm-hmm. along with the, you know, the, uh, the administration of the sacraments, yeah. uh, church discipline, Right, right. Mm-hmm. All of those things are have been put in there by God as the ways that the church is led. So if we're going to begin to blur the lines in regards to how how that is spelled out, if you will, I think you begin to walk some very dangerous and like you said, reaching territory. And and here's the thing too, like again, I don't want it to just seem like we're just railing on egalitarianism as if egalitarianism itself is the, is the problem. Yeah. I, I guarantee you. And again, I, I say this with love, but if you go to a church that is egalitarian, um, this, what do you say? This um, method of interpreting scripture uh, is, is just, it's just a symptom of, I would believe a greater issue. Mm. Um, 
that if, if somebody is going to take the egalitarianism route and say that it's biblical, uh, I'm not going to quote unquote attack their view on egalitarianism. That's just, I think, a manifestation or a greater symptom of what I would consider to be a probably a pretty poor poor view of scripture, possibly a low view of scripture, or at at very least um, a lack of discernment or ability to interpret scripture correctly. Yep, and thus ensues the uh, the awkward. Thanksgiving Day meal conversation oh. that we'll all have if some people are egalitarian showed up. I don't even know if we can have Thanksgiving dinners uh, in this coronavirus world of ours. But yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So moving on, the the other end of that spectrum, if you will. So you have egalitarianism, and then you have complementarianism, which I think is more in line with the camp that Jack and I would fall in. Um, yeah. Definition for complementarianism that I found here. It says uh, complementarianism, complementarianism holds the theological view that although men and women are created equal in their being and personhood, which is true, mm-hmm. they are created to complement each other via different roles in the life of the church. I think that's a great definition because we are yeah. equal in worth. And because we are equal in worth, the differences that we have should be celebrated and should be encouraged because they complement each other for the health of the church. Yeah. Right. I think, yeah, there's, there's also, there's some stuff going on within complementarianism that I don't necessarily agree with. Sure. Of how um, maybe let's call it progressive complementarianism. I think some of it has to do with how we view uh, the relationship between men and women from the Trinity. Uh, And some people, it starts to get a little bit, uh, I don't know about that. You know, there's obviously what I'm talking about is like uh, eternal uh, subordination of the sun stuff comes up. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, And uh, that getting linked with complementarianism mm-hmm. and, and some perpetual stuff like that. I think what Josh and I are arguing for is looking at, okay, let's look at how God created us, but then look at, let's look at the grander narrative of scripture. And then also the call in uh, the new Testament as well, uh, in which God has like determined these certain offices of the church and how the church is structured and how yeah. um, people of different sexes interact with the church and the offices of leaders and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't think just, you know, if you're complementarian, you're listening to this, like we just railed on, on egalitarianism, like some of you complementarians reach too. Let's, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's be, <laughs> let's be clear. Let's be clear. You, uh, you, uh, not all you complementarians are off the hook. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> some of you are, uh, some of you are are putting the roles of the church in places where you shouldn't be putting the roles of the church. Yeah. Uh, and are viewing things through the lens that God has given us to view the church. Mm-hmm. And you're applying that to other things that aren't necessary, that shouldn't necessarily, uh, shouldn't necessarily apply. Yeah. Right. Again, we have to keep in context. You can't just because you're of the complementarian view, you can't pull the same, you know, quote unquote shenanigans that the egalitarians will pull and mm-hmm. leave scripture. Right. You have to stick with scripture, which is which means you have to stick with scripture in its context. 
Yeah. You have to look at when we're looking at the roles of, women, of men and women in the church, the context in which those roles are administered, marriage in the church, those are mm-hmm. the contexts, right? We can't leave those contexts. And I think a lot of complementarians that, that I have seen uh, play a little too fast and loose, I think, with the the authority that they have been given in scripture and kind of use that as, I don't want to say a sledgehammer, but maybe a heavy fly swatter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, something Those in between. Two big differences yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something in between um, where I think they, and again, this plays into the fact that we are fallen. We struggle mm. with pride and we do not do well with authority. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. don't do well with people in authority over us and we do not do well in authority ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Because we struggle with pride and arrogance, right? And in one of the major if if not I would say the main issues I have with complementarians. I'm talking about the individuals, not the not the theological concept because I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them struggle with pride. And they use the fact that, well, this is what the Bible says. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're just kind of a jerk. <laughs> right? All so, reformed them. Uh, yeah, all reformed, reformed them. People. Oh, goodness. With oh, so- Florida. <laughs> <laughs> right? So this is complementarianism, the role of, uh, of authority for leading the church. The role of the head in the marriage has been reserved for men. That is not something that should bolster your pride. That is something yeah. that should scare you. <laughs> yeah. Let's be Very clear. So. Because here's and the even thing. The role, and even the role of pastor too. Oh, yeah. Know, there's, yeah. scripture says there is a, a definite double judgment, if anything, right. on you in case something happens to your congregation. So, yeah. That should scare egalitarians. That's all I'm going to say about yeah. that. But it should also yeah. scare complementarians too, but. <laughs> true it's true yeah so the roles of men and women in church look different but because we are all part of the body they are all of equal value and they are all meant to fit together like the parts of the body right Mm -hmm. just like the ear complements complements the the eyes and the feet complement the hands you know just that analogy that's given to us those are the members of the body men and women alike so just because the office of pastor or preacher has been reserved for men does not make the woman that is serving in hospitality or on the music team or, or in nursery or, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank, helping with lead, lead Bible studies. That does not make the work that they do any of, of any less value. Yeah. Nobody is. I mean, this goes even back to like a couple of episodes ago where we talked about like pastors, are there to help their congregation. They're not there to like lord it over people or they're to purposely like hijack or sabotage people from serving in the church. Right. And so um, there is a sense where God has made clear distinctions in these different offices yep. uh, and roles within the church, but that does not negate the, the value and the worth of them across the board. Right. And I think sometimes that doesn't come across our minds a whole lot because, okay, well, the guy in the pulpit is obviously doing more than, let's say, you know, Susie downstairs with the kids. 
which I'd say there's a lot of stuff on both of those sides that's helping disciple people. And I think that's the main goal that we're talking about is discipleship and making disciples. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, without, without either of those, the church would be in a horrible state. If we're talking about discipleship and we're talking about, okay, what are we here for? We're here to bring God glory through the advancement of his word in the gospel. That is not a gender specific mission. Mm-hmm. All of us are to be yep. spurring one another on towards love and good works, right? Yeah. And I would say it, it takes, I think just looking at like, you know, Ephesians 5 and really taking the time to really look at, because um, I know like that's that's the biggest thing that I think, and I'm speaking for complementarians here. I think that sometimes that's the biggest thing that we mess up on is just like, we'll nail that whole like, wives submit to your husband stuff. And we'll hit that, you know, hit that nail on the head all freaking day. But like, if you don't look at that within the bigger context of what's going on, of what Paul's talking about there, even before that, um, about, you know, consistency within the Christian life, right? um, about, uh, submitting to one another in fear of Christ. Right. If you don't have that uh, that foundation, then the then the next foundation that he puts on there, like you're gonna that's that's lost in translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. When w- wives are called to s- submit to their husbands, it's not to it. It's not to stroke the man's ego or to advance his his vision, right? Yeah. It's to sure. be a biblical picture of Christ in his church. We have been given different roles and each role is vital to the life yep. of the church. Yep. So whether you're a man who's a pastor or whether you're a woman who's a deacon that's serving, I guess, yes, I think I think women can be deacons. I do mm-hmm. think that I do think that's biblical. <laughs> you, you, you can at me. There's they're surrounding us, Josh. No. I hear no, them loading back. the ammunition. Get back. Get back. back. <laughs> Back to you devils. <laughs> um, you know, wh- yes, whether you're serving in music ministry, uh, children's ministry, hospitality, you're the janitor, or you're the, you're the preaching pastor of the church, our service to Christ is no greater or no less than any of the others. It may look different. It may have different applications and, and different, you know, different consequences if done badly, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the worth that it has to the advancement of the gospel is the same. Amen. Yeah. So if you want to listen next week <laughs> no, on uh, no. part two of if Josh and I survived oh. the onslaught. <laughs> oh, dude. If, if, if we thought this was going to get us in trouble next week. Oh, my gosh. Next week. Oh, Next we, week is. Uh, whew. What are we talking about? I don't about know next what's going to what happen next week. Do we have to do one next week? <laughs> like, 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 you know, I feel like just kind of skipping, skipping it, you know, I mean, I mean, we covered it, right? No. We could use that, I mean, by next week, so it'll be Tuesday next week, and then Wednesday is going to be our travel day. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be in an airplane. To Chicago, uh, and so it is, yeah. it is going to be a gambit, especially uh, to the airport, then going through TSA and all of the interesting stuff that they've put in place for coronavirus and then fantastic getting there and then getting our car and then all that other stuff yeah yeah well you know if if you enjoyed this word salad of an episode um (laughs) 
tune in next week for uh, uh, patriarchy and feminism because <laughs> it's gonna get real. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be. Interesting. But if you if you do want to follow uh, not only us or look up some of our previous episodes, you can yeah. catch us on all the sociables. Yes. The tweaker, the Facebook, the the Instagram, if you will. You. You've been practicing, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of you. I know. I've, I've <laughs> you, trying to get those lines down. That's you've been what practicing in the shower, haven't you? Like, <laughs> like in the morning, the Instagram. Like before I go say Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> and Patreon. Yep. Uh, you can get us at Reformatory Pod, at Reformatory Pod. And yes, go follow us on Patreon because we need your support. We do need the support. We we would really appreciate the support because it costs money to do this. And I don't like to get shot at for nothing. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. If we're if we're gonna get if we're gonna get grilled, we'd like some skrill. (laughs) Please, please, a dollar. Please, please a dollar. dollar. Just hide a hide behind, maybe. Can you spare a dollar for the poor Reformed Baptist? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's exactly right. That's horrible. All right. Well, we thank you all for joining us. Um, we appreciate you listening to this. Tune in next week. Leave us a like and review. We'll catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. Reformatory.